Hey you, yeah you, click the subscribe button. You are listening to the Ill-Advised Wise Guys podcast, starring Uche and QDZ. Yo, 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 We are the Ill-Advised Wise Guys, it's your boy Uche, I got my boy QDZ for CZ. It's way too easy. Uh, oh, I, I, I'm supposed to finish it with a punchline, right? I'm supposed to finish it with a punchline. I had a good-ass burger at BGREZ. Damn, that joint was so good. I'm still thinking about it. Mm. You know what? Let me ask you something. What's what up? What is your favorite secret sauce? You know when they say secret sauce, which kind of sounds disgusting these days, but uh, what is your favorite? Out of all the restaurants, you know, we all know McDonald's has is the goat with the secret sauce, but like I feel like every chain has a secret sauce. Like what's your favorite? You know, there's Chick-fil-A sauce. There's hmm. Megan the Stallion sauce. There's there's saucy Santana. It's like, no, nah, I'm joking. <laughs> um No, I see I mean how many people even have what they would call secret sauce? I mean, I this guess, to, I guess to yum 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 sauce, yum yum sauce. That's the ones that would be at like the 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 Japanese like hibachi joints, right? The yellow. <laughs> I actually never all the I same. never I never eat it. Never eat it. Me neither. Me I neither. never use it. Me neither. To be honest with you, I, I'm a, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a lame, but I really don't think this is lame. Chick fil A sauce. I love it. It's Chick-fil-A great. Chick-fil-A sauce is, is it's considered pretty much the go. But see, here's the trick about Chick-fil-A sauce. And y'all are going to feel me out there if you if you know. You can't use it on the on the fries. It has Thank to be God. eaten part of the burger. I'm Thank sorry, the, the salad. You have to dip it or 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 put it in the burger. Like you can't be dipping the fries in the Chick-fil-A. That's right. I hate when people do that. Bro, this looks and so I, weird. I, I, I dip it, you know, chicken nuggets too. They got the little chicken, whatever. You could, that's what it's mainly for. But when people take the fries, ah, oh, that's doing too much. It's doing too much. What about you? you? Who raised you? You know, I'm I'm gonna be even lamer than you. I I, I still think out of all the secret sauces, the McDonald's secret sauce is still the best. Bro, that, stop that it. That joint man. is so good, bro. How old are you, man? So good. How? It, how? It, come on, man. Come on, bro. Bro, this is how you know the McDonald's joint is trash. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. Trash? I, okay, now you're taking it too far. Okay, it's an exaggeration. That's the word, aka trash. This is how you know they only put it on the Big Mac. That's true. But why? Why is it not on anything else except for the Big Mac? That's how you know it ain't that good. If it was well, that good, they would have put it on everything. You can ask for it. They put it on it. No, back in the day, the poor kids used to put on McDoubles. Hey, can I get a McDouble with secret sauce because they can't afford the Big Mac? <laughs> nah, man. But let me tell you something. You slander McDonald's secret sauce. Uh-huh. But every secret sauce is built on the back of that secret sauce. McDonald's is the first to do the secret sauce. And everybody copies now because you know this is all yellow. How come there's no blue secret sauce, huh? How come there's no orange secret sauce? It's all yellow. McDonald's. Hey created the secret sauce hey my brother so put some respect my brother on McDonald's I, I i believe you should have been enlisted to diss arby's and push a t you got a lot of energy oh push for a mcdonald's you like do you listen. need to diss somebody i, I mean i can hit listen. them up and be like yo listen i, I have somebody you should you should get to rap since you like to rap so damn much push a t push a t we we had a diss record 
<laughs> we had a diss record in the queue. Push a T. <laughs> it's sitting there. It's still sitting. All we got to do is press upload. <laughs> and Yo, let bro. me just put it this way. <laughs> I'm not, no, we go. We go reserve the, oh. the, the, the this record. Let's put it this way: your Arby's, yeah, right. Okay. Arby's, yeah. Arby's. Listen, Push man. Push a T selling out. <laughs> Push a T selling out. Listen, man. On that Arby's one, let, man. Let that man live. Let's start the show, man. Let's start the show. Right. This is episode one twenty three. Uh, we in the pl- we in the place to be. Hey, thank you guys for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of the Illivised Wise Guys podcast. Uh, yeah, man, you guys should uh, should know who we are by now, hopefully. Uh, but if you don't, hey, listen, my name is Uche. This is Q. Uh, we have some dope topics for you guys coming up on this episode, and uh, you know, although it's not that sunny where we are today, we hope uh, if you listen, we brighten up your day. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. adorable. You like that, man? Aw. You like Aww. that? You like that, bruh? Yeah. Anywho, uh, man, hey, let's get to the shenanigans, man. We we have a lot of things to cover, but you know, before we get before we tell you guys what, what's on the episode, uh, make sure if you are watching this on YouTube, you hit that like button, you hit the subscribe button, uh, you stay a little while, even hit the post notification if you're one of those type of people. But please, don't don't if you're not. Um, subscribe on any platform you're listening to this via, uh, you know, whether it's audio, uh, uh, audio Mac, Apple podcast, Spotify, uh, Amazon music, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know what it is Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this and, uh, let's get it going. Zero skips. Yeah. Broken record. I know. Listen, that playlist is going up, man. We've got a lot of people asking about how they can get on the playlist, you know, why y'all didn't approve my song to be on the playlist. Hey, man, I really like your playlist. Hey, man, hey, can I get featured? The answer is maybe, all right? Jeez. <laughs> no, it really is like, we'll get to you guys. Like, we do listen to everybody's submission, though. I will say that. And so, hey, man, uh, check it out, though. It's on Spotify exclusively. Uh, it'll be in the description of this episode. If you want to check it out. And as always, keep in mind, make sure you're following us on all socials. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. My personal Instagram slash account is U-C-H-A-Y-V-A. Follow my man QD at... QD is not available on Twitter. QDZ, Foshizi on Instagram. And at your local giant and shoppers. On the Brussels sprouts, Al. Yeah, I eat Brussels sprouts. I'm black. I eat it. So, I hear you, man. I like man. Brussels sprouts. I like greens. I got you, man. Listen, yeah, follow that man. This borderline vegan, huh? You you on your vegan tip? Uh, hell no, I can't be vegan. But <laughs> vegetarian, eh, you know, I, I can see it. I got you, but. Man. Do not forget to check me out also on Radius Game Music. I forgot to mention that, a.k.a. RGM. Often imitated, but never emulated. Bars. <laughs> we, got, we got album reviews of Future, obviously his new album. We got an album review for Kalani. I thought that joint was fantastic, by the way. And we got an album review for Action Bronson, which might be album of the year. Figure out why I said it's album of the year, or it might be, by checking out our site, ratingsgamemusic.com. 
Best music review site in the world, I might add. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Five. Oh, somebody else said it. That's yeah. two people now. Yeah. You got two. We're the only two in the world. But hey. We need a testimony. It starts with one and two, and then it gets to three, four, and then a million, right? Isn't that how that shit works? No, I, it really is. No, I, I firmly believe it is the best song and album review site on the planet. I really, really believe that. Yo, one, not biased. one day we're going to come in here and actually have a real discussion as far as like what sites are really better because like when we say that when we say that it sounds like cap don't it it's it's not cap don't it sound like cap when you say it it sounds like you're exaggerating it does we gonna come in here one day and actually break it down for y'all but hey take our word for it guys with the best take our word for it man hit ratingsgamemusic.com for all your music needs and uh yeah man uh let's let's uh let's get to the topics man I'm, i'm gonna break it down for you guys your guy, maybe not your guy, QD, but some of you guys who are out there who like DDG, the rapper, you know, he got into a little bit of hot water saying that today's rappers are 10 times better than the ones before. You know, I, I thought it was a very polarizing statement. Some may say it was a dumb statement. Some may say he's 100% right. Either way, you stand on this. We're going to get down to the nitty gritty and give you guys our opinions as far as like whether DDG was tripping or not. Uh, after that... We're going to talk about whether streaming should be a top priority for artists of today, uh, or if not, what should some artists, whether they're indie or even, you know, on the cusp of mainstream, be kind of looking to add to their portfolio? What should they look looking? What should they be looking to add to what they have going on? Um, because hey, streaming is a very I, I don't want to say non-lucrative uh endeavor we all know like a lot of people don't even know how much a stream is worth some people say it's worth pennies on the dollar so maybe you should be doing other things we're going to get into that discussion though and uh i gotta say shout out to mimi aka music junkies for for throwing us that topic but first let's get into the first topic man and we're gonna get to the shits on this i'm gonna tell you right now this is this is trigger trigger alert trigger warning the question I have for you, Q, and for the world out there, is Future the best rapper alive right now? Is Future the best rapper alive right now? Could you clarify, please, uh, uh, Your Honor? Uh, well, first off, I'm Your Honor. I don't need to clarify anything. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> I think you have the wrong person in the courtroom. Listen, the judge don't clarify a damn thing. The decision is the decision. But true, I'm, I'm going to do it for true. you, though. Um, <laughs> so future, you know, Mr. Hendrix, uh, Pluto. Yes. Uh, come on, man. He got a lot of nicknames toxic, at this point. Toxic God. Toxic King. Uh <laughs> Mr. Mr. Tell Steve Harvey, I don't want to, you know, I mean, oh come on. God, that's he got, a, he got that's a lot, the bro. greatest line ever. Listen, he just dropped it, a it, new album. You like that line, don't you? I yeah. love that line. Everything it's everybody so does. disrespectful, but it it's like, you know, and he repeated it. Tell Steve Harvey, I don't um, want to. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that tone is so hard. Yo, anyway, and ahead, he put sorry. it in the hook, too. That was the hardest part. Well, not yeah, the hook. It was like the bridge hard. or whatever. Yeah, I like Steve Harvey, too. I like Steve Harvey. I, I don't have no beef with Lori Harvey, Steve Harvey. Me neither, man. I just thought it was hard. Like, you know, but anyway. Look, man, Future Hendrix just dropped a new album called I Never Liked You, 
which I think is a, a very interesting title. Um, and uh, you and I both heard the album, right? You've heard it. You've reviewed it. You know the album in you know the ins and outs of the album. I think that right now the conversation is starting to swirl around future, and especially I'll give you guys some more context. Um, GQ put out a, a, a article recently that uh, crowned Future as the best rapper alive, and it was written by uh, Elliot Wilson, who also, I believe, he started Rap Radar, like whatever. Anyway. Y'all can go read the article if you want. I'm just letting you know that this is what the world is talking about right now. And I think that um, we've had a lot of back back uh, channel conversations about Future's impact over the years. Who has he influenced? Who has he not? Where does, where does Future rank in your influence... Uh, your influence meter, your, your, your rankings? Is he the best rapper alive? Yes or no? You know, you know why I'm laughing right now. What's up? Is he a best rapper alive right now? Whew, that's a tough one, man. I mean, Drake is a rapper, right? Drake is a J. Drake, Cole's a rapper, right? Drake is a pop singer. It's like nah. Kendrick Lamar is a rapper, right? Big Sean's a rapper, right? So it's like future from the rapping skill standpoint. It's probably not better from a rapping standpoint. However, from an influential standpoint, he does maybe arguably trumps all those people from an influential standpoint. So the question of is he the best rapper alive right now? I would say he's more so the hottest rapper right now. And there were several things. So first and foremost, you know why I was laughing a little bit or uh, smiling a little bit while you were talking? You know why? Because do you know how many times I am right on this on, on, on this show? I say certain things. You guys look at it. And you you poo-poo it like Stephen A. and all them people say. You poo-poo the stuff I say. Remember episode whatever, 50-something, I don't know, 60-something. Uh-huh. I said, yo, Lil Wayne and Future, who's more influential? I said future. Everybody was coming at me like, yo, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, blah, 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 blah. This is ridiculous. Don't look as ridiculous, does it, anymore, huh? Don't look as ridiculous no more, does it? All right. But anyway, I'll, I'll let that go. I actually I'll do remember. I do remember that. Remember we, that right? I said, I, I said Wayne. I said yeah, Wayne. Yeah. Doesn't it look Doesn't it look a lot closer to future these days? It, look, look, look. It, it does. It, it was does. All, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. And I'm going to let you go real quick. Mm-hmm. It's debatable. I don't think it's, it's debatable. debatable. It's anymore. debatable, bro. I don't think it's debatable anymore. You know, and I'll, when, I'll explain why. Keep going. Keep going. I don't want to interrupt too much. I'm no, just saying no, it's debatable. I, I don't think it's debatable. I don't think it's debatable anymore. Uh, so, future. It's future's lifestyle, right? First and foremost, future's lifestyle is so interesting. You know, when we were talking to uh, our homegirl right the other day, she said, "I don't really follow future, but like understanding." that when he was with Sierra, I kind of got a chance to know who Future was, you know? So I think women, you know, understand who Future is. Uh, People that are not even his music fans, like, understand who he is because, you know, the stuff he's done in the past. Link to Sierra, link to Lloyd Harvey. Uh, You know, uh, there's, Future has been quoted in several different things and, 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 and at the end of the day, like, he's more than just the music. He's kind of a symbol, of your 
bachelor 30 year old man that we all are familiar with and for women they actually deal with so from that sense they know who he is from a music standpoint i think if we can argue that trap music is the biggest genre subgenre of hip-hop right today you hear trap music on commercials you hear it used in pop music etc etc well if trap music is the biggest genre in music today who is the number one trapper in the game i don't think that's arguable it's future future is the number one trap artist in the hip in hip-hop history i'm gonna go in hip-hop history i kudos to gucci man kudos to jeezy kudos to whoever you want to say thug or ti whatever future is number one trap artist in the history of hip-hop i can argue that trap music is the biggest subgenre hip-hop has ever had i can argue that will i be wrong i don't know but i can argue that so there's several titles that future can say he's held and now uh future is actually uh his record his album his first week sales do you know it's supposed to be the highest in hip-hop this year his first week sales mm. he's supposed to sell 150k to 170k mm. doesn't sound like a lot these days i mean back then it don't sound like a lot but these days that's a lot that's a lot so he's selling well let me, let me let's be very clear that's until kendrick lamar drops but keep going i mean obviously it's okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I, just, I mean still, you gotta throw that in there so future is selling right with not much pub future is one of the only artists that like who has beef with him like nba young boy pays homage to future dirk pays homage to future gucci man young they everybody young thug is like that's his idol like future is a legendary classic figure that is still doing his thing and that you know at this moment, I think the biggest point is he has his 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 fingernails. His, he has his imprint on hip hop. Hip hop goes as far as future goes. The moment future retires and no longer has influence in hip hop, we don't know where it's going to go. And so, will I say he's the? I wouldn't say he's the greatest rapper alive right now, but I would say he's the most important rapper in hip hop today future okay i look i'm not i was you know for those of you guys listening i'm i'm not i nodded my head in in agreeance for the vast majority of stuff you was talking about so you make some valid and great points and actually i like how you landed i do i really like how you landed where you ended off because important is your key word i'll go with another word that starts with i influential because look man for everything that you just said uh yeah i gotta use the word influential i have to because you know it's it's okay so let me back up man future right he dropped his uh the album the wizard i don't know if you remember that album what was it two three albums ago called the wizard well along with that album came a documentary right he was giving backstory about where he was in life. Um, thought it was pretty good. Pretty well-produced documentary. It had a whole bunch of people vouching for Future's greatness. One particular person stood out to me, and that was Andre 3000. Andre 3000 was on that documentary talking about how 
he and his son love Future and that he said, and I quote, Future makes the most negative, inspirational music ever. This is what this is what this is what Andre 3000 said. I I couldn't I couldn't help but to be like, damn, yo, like that's one of the best compliments, the backhanded compliments I've ever heard in my life. Like, wow, like he he is right on the money. And so from a lifestyle standpoint, from from a content standpoint, everything Future brings to the table, the the drug references, the 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 womanizer references, the 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 toxicity in in his songwriting and what he brings to the table is so accurate. You can really see Future's fingertip, uh, finger fingerprints and, and and traces all throughout hip hop right now. So from an influence standpoint and impact, Future one hundred percent is up there, if not number one. And even I would argue, musically speaking, what he's been able to do over trap beats, the, 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 the melody, the, the singing, the giving you the pain, giving you the, 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 the pop and bottle, giving you the lifestyle aspect. Bro, he, I think everybody out here is trying to influ, uh, emulate Future, to be honest with you, at this point. Um, and so, you know, going back to my original question, is, is Future the best rapper alive right now? You know, it, to me, the real question is, what does best mean? When I hear the word best, to me, I think of impact. I think of, I think of influence. I think of who, what, what, are the, what are the artists, what are the rappers out right now that everybody is looking at as the guy, but who is their rapper? You know how people say, I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper? Well, guess what? The majority of y'all favorite rappers right now, I'm talking about rappers, they look up to Future. They say Future is the OG. Future is the godfather of what is being done right now. So from that standpoint, for him to be the godfather but still be active, putting out albums in today's climate and it resonating, bro, it, he has a very strong case for being the best rapper right now he, he really does like i'm trying to be objective about this we can go back and forth about some of these other people like cole drake kendrick some of these other dudes out here travis scott this, the list is very long right but impact wise who has been trying to emulate future i think that is really where you see future's impact because let's be honest some of these other dudes are godfathers in their own right i hear a lot of people who sound like cole maybe not the amount of future. I hear some people who try to emulate what Kendrick does. Maybe not to his greatness or to, maybe not to the extent, you know, I hear some people who try to sound like Travis Scott throughout the years. You know, it, it, there are people who are influencing other rappers too, but I think future in particular has the crown as far as in, influence and impact. I mean, would you agree with that? Oh yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, I, I like you said, it, it, if you actually pay attention, I, I want to say this, you know, we, we're not going to get to talk about this topic uh, because I think we just grabbed it at the end at the last minute. But if you actually think about how much music me and you consume and how much we actually know about what we're talking about. So, like, when we come out and say certain stuff, like we ain't just pulling it out the ass and we ain't trying to do it for shock value. Right. We actually know because we've done research. We've heard music probably more than most people. When I tell you in my research of artists, I, I personally work on Submit Hub, right? 
Submit Hub is a place where, you know, check us out on Submit Hub, by the way. On Submit Hub, we, we get new artists, all this stuff that, that you know, acts us to look at their music and stuff. When I tell you majority of the hip-hop artists, their influence, it's, it varies. Juice World's on there. Future is always on there. Future, 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 future. People in the hip-hop community look up to future more than anybody else i've seen lil wayne had a moment where a lot of people were rapping like lil wayne and this that's his influence but it's one thing to actually listen to lil wayne and actually like what he's doing as opposed to saying i want to be this guy here is who i aspire to be and i think future is somebody that a lot of people aspire to be so i'm gonna say something that might go over you guys head but please take it right so to me with future to me with future right future to me is Giannis Antetokounmpo right now people are calling Giannis Antetokounmpo the the best NBA player in the world Kevin Durant is like the Drakes and the Kendrick and Mars and the J. Coles of the world Kevin Durant is capable of putting up shots that your average person can't put up. However, Giannis Antetokounmpo's a workhorse that is super talented that just grinds his way to success. Future, I say that to say this, Future's work ethic is impeccable. Future's gauge of the game, the hip-hop game, I was just looking while you were talking, I was looking at all the collaborative albums that he's done. He's done a collaboration album with Drake. He's done a collaboration album with Juice. I was about to get into that. He's done a collaboration album with Lil Uzi Vert. He's done a collaboration album. It's like, and every single time you hear Future, right, he just fits in. What does that tell you? Future just fits. Like, it doesn't matter where you put it. Future fits on anything. He's on so many guest features, and you're just like, oh, Future's on the song. He fits it. As opposed to, let's say, to me, I don't want to be negative or anything, but let's say like a J. Cole, right? J. Cole has a bunch of guest features, right? As of late, he's been killing guest features. Yep. But every time I hear J. Cole on a song, I'm like, oh, damn, J. Cole's on the song. Oh, oh, hell yeah. J. Cole killed it. He doesn't necessarily mesh with what the song is, right? Because you're so used to him doing his own thing. When he steps outside of the box, you're like, damn, J. Cole, he sounds really good when he steps outside of the box. Yeah. Every single style of hip-hop, Future has done. Every single style of hip-hop, Future could fit. What that tells me is hip-hop, what the, where hip-hop is today was helped molded by Future. He helped mold it. Hip-hop 100%. wouldn't sound like hip-hop today if it wasn't for Future. I got That's essentially it. what I'm trying to say. You're, you're 100% on the money and like... Even people that you don't even associate with trap music have, over the years, have tried to steal the sound. You know, and when I say steal, I mean, I don't, I should say steal, use, utilize it for their benefit, whether it's Beyonce, whether it's Jay Z. You know, they've gotten over, tra- they've, they've rapped over trap songs. They've, they've been a part of these types of, of these type of ways because I think Future's biggest crowning achievement, and you kind of opened with this. To to a degree is the fact that a subgenre of hip hop, aka trap, 
has become the most popular subgenre of the overall genre we're talking about, which is hip hop. That right there tells you everything you need to know. And who is at the forefront of that? It's Future. He's the one who ushered in this sound when it, it well, this particular sound, whether it's we go back to his collaboration with uh, YC with Racks on Racks, right? Back when we heard Future featured, at least me, I'll speak for myself, I heard Future feature for the first time, had no idea who this guy was. I always liked that song, but I didn't realize that Future was the one who was making that song hot. When I found out that Future was the one on that hook, it was no coincidence that right after that, he dropped the Pluto album and he was gone. He was out of here ever since. Pluto, I mean, you you name it. He's dropped album after album, impacted the world. Like you said, the collaboration projects, it, it, it goes on and on. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, people can talk all they want and they have a valid argument, a.k.a. Andre, Andre 3000, Three Stacks. Valid argument to question the substance of the music, right? What is the takeaway? Has the music impacted the world for the better or for the good? That's a whole different discussion, okay? If we're going on that discussion, I have a lot of negative things to potentially say about future. But yes, if yes. we're just talking about who has Impact. impacted the, 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 the genre, it, bro, future is the guy. Future's the guy. I'm sorry. Take it or leave and, it, guys. And 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 I know the typical person's like, oh, what about measurements? I'm looking at his his catalog. Do you know he's on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven album streak of number one, debuting number one? Seven. Did you know that? I actually didn't know that. Every album he's dropped since DS2. Since Honest was the last album he dropped that did not go number one. And I love that joint. Yeah. And, one, and he one, was one, just one, starting one, out. One of my he favorite, was just one of my favorite future, future he was, joints. He, he was just starting out at that time, right? So every and here's here's another kicker. Every album he's dropped has gone at least gold. Hey. Every, I, literally every album he's hey, dropped has gone can, at least can, gold. Can, can I say this for can I say this for the record? Just for the record. Mm-hmm. For the record. This is how important future is, okay? This is how I'm going to tell you how important Future is, in my personal opinion. DS2 is arguably the most, I don't say the, arguably one of the top or most important albums in hip-hop history. It is. Period. It is. Okay? It is. Now, I know people think of Illmatic, people think of, uh, uh, you know... Uh, Life After Death, people, you know, you can think of Biggie's albums, you can think of all these people from back Kendrick. in the day, Kendrick, To Pimp a Butterfly, this, that, and the third. I'm going to tell you right now, DS2 is probably a top 10 most important hip-hop album throughout the existence of hip-hop. Now, go chew on that, guys. I wholeheartedly if you, if, agree. If you think I'm wrong... Go, I, whole, go, I wholeheartedly agree. Go do your Googles. <laughs> I can argue it is the most important because... What he was able to do on there, I think it shifted what we it, it, it made the world uncomfortable. I think the, the greatest in whatever field they are in, when you make somebody uncomfortable with what your approach is, I think that's a level of greatness. I think that he is so unapologetically who he is, he's forcing you to digest music about drugs 
<laughs> womanizing, uh, all this stuff. He does it so great and it's so normal now. But like we had to learn to be uncomfortable, be comfortable being uncomfortable listening to his stuff. And I think that's kind of a sign of greatness from his part because it kind of championed the sound that like, wow, that's that's kind of going left field. But so I do want to bring this part of the topic up. I recently heard on a song uh, by Future, he said he's bigger than Jay-Z in the streets. Mm. Are we going that far? Do we think Future is is has trumped Jay-Z when it comes to influence on the hip-hop and the street community? Woo! Look, man. You know, listen. Everything we just said about Future, to me, I believe to be 100% true. And... I'm going to just tell you this, whether you guys like it or not, Future has a, he has a point. He he may have a slight argument and and I don't want this to get, I don't want the, the waters to get muddied. I don't want y'all to conflate certain ideas. Nobody is talking about the, the substance. Nobody's talking about the, 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 the character of the, the music. Nobody's talking about the rapping ability, whether it's metaphors, this, that, and the third. We talking impact. We're talking impact, guys. I got to keep saying that. If we keep it to that, how do you measure impact? For me, you know how I measure impact? How many people resonate with your music? How many women love it? How many men love it? How many rappers who do the same thing want to be like you? How many rappers emulate your style? How many rappers take, how many rappers want to work with you? They look at you and say, you're the guy. They pay homage at every respect, right? Streets, to me, imply a whole different thing. So I'm not part of the street life, but I'm going to say this, man. Like, if we're just talking about who the people in the inner cities, who the, who the, who the, who the people uh, who, who are abreast to what trap music has become, who, who are abreast to the, the state of trap music and, and how big of a genre, subgenre that shit has become just over the years then I think Future may have an argument to say he's bigger than Jay. Now, let's be clear. I want to be fair. I want to be very fair. Because we're forgetting Jay-Z's damn near 60, right? How old is Jay-Z at this point, man? Bro, isn't he like 57? How old is this guy? <laughs> I mean, like, we got... He's like 50... Six, he was born in 1969, so... Okay. He's 50, 53. Okay, fair enough. So I, what I don't want us to do is have revisionist history. Right, I know you. You have a problem with this too. You, 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 you wanted to bring that up. Fifty-two. He's fifty-two. Okay. Fifty-two, because his birthday is December fourth, I believe. See, this is. I'm not even looking at anything. I, I just know from his music. There you that's, go. See, that's how much of a Jay Z fan I am. So, 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 Yo, don't think I'm just trashing Jay Z. But anyway, let me right. tell you all. Let me tell you some of the the key and pivotal things that Jay Z has brought to the game. Right. Number one for me. There's probably a Jay-Z bar for every aspect in life. Like, literally, you could probably look at Jay-Z's lyrics, and he has probably spoke on something that can relate to, to something in your life that will help you progress forward. That's number one. Number two, this is what nobody talks about. The aspect of not writing your lyrics. I don't know if people remember this, but Jay-Z popularized that. The... Freestyling mm-hmm. off the top, mm-hmm. not writing mm-hmm. down your lyrics. He did. He did. 
pivotal contribution to hip hop because after Jay did it, Lil Wayne was probably the next best person who who kind of coined it and said, "I'm doing it." And what have we seen ever since that? Everyone's does it. Mm-hmm. E- everyone says, "Yo, I don't write my rhymes, man. I just freestyle, go in the booth, this, that, and the third, bro." That's straight from the backs of of Jay Z. Jay Z was the guy mm-hmm. who did that. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. I know people are not going to remember that, but I got to say Jay-Z, that in there. Talent wise, Jay Z is the greatest rapper I've ever seen. Like, Sheer I, talent. I, I I think from a talent standpoint, from a from a intellectual standpoint. Jay-Z is probably the smartest MC I've ever heard in my life. Like some of the things he was saying in his music, like you had to re-listen to it a couple times to like really get it. Like, you know, and and he he has multiple, you know, punchlines that like are 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 meaningful, are are deep. And and what he has what he has stood for from a business standpoint is unmatched what jay-z has done from a business standpoint for the for the hip-hop community and for just the black community in general unmatched but the beautiful thing about that comment about you know future claiming he's bigger than jay-z in the streets is that the streets don't care about that the streets don't care about punchlines and meaningfulness that's the beautiful thing about it it's like think about the term street ball Street ball is synonymous with we're not calling those stupid fouls. We're not going to over here and care about, you know, like, you know, uh, travels as much like this ain't the NBA. You know what I mean? When you talk about street ball, this is street ball. It's different rules. It's rougher. It's 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 more careless. It's carefree. We don't care. That's what I think Future is referring to in the streets. Streets is not business. And in the streets, what do the streets care about? Streets care about, you know, the men in the streets care about women. They care about beats that knock. They care about songs they can fill. They care about stuff they can relate to. They care about popping bottles. And Future has embodied that. Future is one of the biggest street dudes that probably has money out the wazoo. Like, Future is, is, is influential to a standpoint in the streets that I don't think Jay-Z is. I'm I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. From a street standpoint, right? Um and 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 I'm gonna go a step further. There was a comment that I guess Jay-Z said nobody can beat him in a versus and Future said that I can beat Jay-Z in a versus and everybody wanted to give uproar. I'm telling you right now, put it on wax we may never get a Jay-Z interview ever again, but hey, whatever, or, or ever. We may not get a Jay-Z. <laughs> you said ever again. I'm telling again. you right now. <laughs> we're never going to get one ever. I'm telling you right now. Future would wax Jay-Z. Are you kidding me? Future versus Jay-Z in a versus battle? And I love Jay-Z. I love Jay-Z. I love him. Like, I, ooch, tell people how many times in the movie <laughs> how much I love Jay-Z. Like, me and my brother, like, we love Jay-Z. But I'm telling you right now, in a versus battle, which is clearly more like street influence, it's no business to a versus battle. If we're talking about a street-inspired versus, Future is waxing. It's not close. Yo, look. I, but, but I don't think anybody's beating Future in a versus, honestly. Honestly, I don't see anybody beating. I I, I think Future's tough, man. He's tough. Uh, to be honest with you, nah. I'm throwing I'm throwing Wayne in the mix. I think Wayne has a solid 
a he solid has a shot. He has a solid chance for that to be a a ten round bout. Like this is that ain't gonna be no wash at all. Let's bruh, let's be bruh, very clear. Bruh, no wash. Future, bruh, bruh. Let me but tell you something. But future say, slept on. Future I'm, super slept on. I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna say right discography wise. The, the, you know how Jeezy people claim Jeezy beat Gucci Man. Jeezy really beat him off of like Thug Motivation 101. Like Thug Motivation 101 is really what like had Gucci Man having a battle, up up uphill battle. If DS2 is ever used in a versus battle, bruh, thought it was a drought? Man. Bruh, come on. Dog. Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, look. Trapness, effing up some commas? Yeah, Real look, sisters? I'm going to tell you right now. March Madness? Come on, man. Come on. Look, look, come bro. On. Look, bro. Come hey, on. We, to be honest with you, I, I'm not, I will not agree with that statement. Ain't nobody washing. He's not washing Jay-Z, okay? Like, calm down, okay? <laughs> calm the fuck down, all right? I'm, I'm going to say that respectfully. <laughs> Chill out. You, you, you wildin'. I got to bring you back, okay? Wait, wait, but, wait. But, washing, but, but, okay. But here's washing the thing. means, washing to me means they only won by two points. That's not a wash. Hell nah. Yo, if, hey, hey, listen. If somebody beats, okay. No, I'm wildin'. I'm wildin'. I'm You're wildin'. wildin'. He look, ain't look. washing him. Yo, he ain't out. washing him. I don't, but listen, I got my money on him. This is not what this is about because I'm, they're not, they're never going to do a versus. It won't happen. But you know what? Hey, maybe we can do a fake versus. <laughs> I'll represent Jay. I'll represent Jay Z. I'll be Jay Z. You represent Future, and we can see what that even looks like. No watch okay. will, will will exist. But, but I like Jay Z more than you. You Let do. Let me represent Jay Z. Okay. All right. Do that then. Do that then. <laughs> and, and I'm still gonna think I'm, I, I'll be like, yo, hey, we gotta pull out the stops on this one. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, damn. All right, all right, all right. Yo, freaking wiping sweat off my face because I, I truly, but I'm no, it, no cap, like, but, but, I but truly here's the thing. It's, but here's the thing. To me. And and I, I last thing I'll say I think we we need to I think we should move on. Um, it's apples and oranges, bro. It's apples and oranges. There's a reason why when they do versus battles or just any type of competition, it's similar people. It has to be similar type of music. To me, that we can't have a damn Waka Flocka versus Questlove. Like what kind of shit versus freaking Black Thought? Yeah, but like, what? When, but that that don't you, even make sense. Like it, it doesn't make sense. When you reach. See, but when you reach to a certain level of greatness, I think you can. I think you can. It when still you get has to a certain level of greatness, it's no coincidence that they're comparing Lawrence Taylor to Tom Brady. They are two completely different eras, two completely different positions, but they compare them. They're like, who's the greatest NFL player of all time? Tom Brady, Lawrence Taylor. But for people that are have not reached that level of greatness, I'm never going to compare Cam Jordan to freaking, you know, <laughs> to, to freaking uh, Carson Wentz or something. Like, nah, it doesn't even make sense. Nah, but, like, when you get to a level of greatness, it's fair game, I think. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's tough for me, man, because, like, impact of the music, it hits different. But, hey, man, listen, I don't know, man. If you really offer that versus, man, we could try to do that. I, I, I think that I would think be that hella would be interesting. Uh, that would be very we, entertaining. We, we will not be using verses with the user. Yeah, hella disclaimers. Yo, let's let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's keep next it. <laughs> topic. There was a lot of generational 
uh, shade going on in that last topic, and I think we're going to keep it going, the generational shade. Yeah. Uh, next topic, DDG says today's rappers are 10 times, not two times, not three times, not five times, 10 times better than the other generational rappers. So is that a ridiculous statement? I'm asking you. Yo, let me let me t- your answer. Let me t- Mr. NASA. Hey, sir, sir. Hey, all I gotta say is in the in the Blast words of off. in the words of DDG. I'm a, I'm gonna take off this face like I'm Elon Musk, like I'm Elon Musk, in the Elon Musk. Take me off this face like I'm Elon Musk. Very appropriate, right? NASA shirt. Hey, space Elon. Yeah, see what I did. Anyway, I think that while that statement by DDG sounds blasphemous think he has an angle he has a point i'm gonna tell you why guys i like that you said angle yeah you know how to do this you know how to you you know you know how to spread misinformation wink 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 <laughs> wink. <laughs> hey listen man hey you know elon speaking of misinformation that's what elon musk is trying to do he's trying to clean up the misinformation on twitter okay exactly exactly yeah, look man Maybe th- maybe this is what Elon was really talking about. Maybe when he heard DDG say this on Twitter, he was like, listen, this is why I'm buying it. This is why I'm buying Twitter, for people to not say crazy shit like this. But no, back to this. I think Elon, I- I- sorry, I think DDG has a point. Because um, we can talk all day about which era was better in hip-hop, which I know a lot of people, they feel how they're going to feel, and that's cool. Some people think the 90s was the heyday, the golden era. Some people think it was the 80s. Some people think it was the 70s. Some people think right now is the golden era. So think how you want to think. Feel how you want to feel. That's up to you. But in terms of which era of rappers were better, I think DDG has a point. Because when I hear the word better, I'm thinking creatively. I'm thinking talent. I'm thinking... Who can do more? You know, to me, I'm going to tell you one thing. This generation of rappers, they're more melodic. They understand the concept of music. The songs are better, if you ask me. Uh, the, the artists themselves are a little bit more dynamic, right? Uh, I think there is a real argument to be made about the fact that these artists of today are capable of doing more things. That could potentially make you better. Now, I know that doesn't apply in all situations because there's clearly a lot of artists that are still putting out trash, that are putting out garbage, that has no substance, that that literally is not mixed mastered. It's not. It doesn't stack up well versus you know artists that are taking it more more seriously. But I think when we talk about who, which generational artists are, uh, which generational artists are actually better, DDG has a point. What does DDG do? Let me. That's the question. He's a rapper who. Can, he raps pretty well. He has bars when he wants to. He can sing. He has melody. His songs are structured very well. You think about Drake. What do, why do people think about Drake as a pop star? There's people who try to discard, discard what Drake does every chance they get. is because there's a lot of people who refuse to accept the fact that artists of today are capable of doing more than artists back then. So even the artists like Drake, who we say, man, he sings, he raps. Phenomenal rapper. What what did you, Q, say on the last episode about Drake? You say, yo. Oh, I raved. Exactly. And, and the reason why you raved is, I think, for the exact point that DDG is making. Okay? 
is a reason why people like Drake are are in that conversation. They they are able to make music at I think a, a better level. And I hate to shit on the of uh, the rappers of the past, but if I'm being honest, rappers of the past were very specialized, right? They focused on one thing. They they weren't able to really get out of their comfort zone too much. And I think that's what made maybe back then special. But if we're asking ourselves and yourselves, what does better mean? Talent-wise, rappers up today, they're better. And, 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 I, and I say that with my chest. It's not even a debate, actually. It's not a debate. So, 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 so DDG is right. He's one ten he, times. Listen, ten times better. Rappers are two times better. I'm not going ten times like him. Okay. <laughs> uh, listen, Elon, Elon. I still want to go to space. Yeah. Take take <laughs> two, me to take me to better. take me okay. to NASA. <laughs> I I I concur. I concur. I mean, it's so funny. For for okay, let me backtrack before I go on my little rant. Right. The rappers back then, I think, were way more polished. Like a lot of people want to say like, oh, Nas is better. Yeah, Nas is more polished to me. Like Nas's punchlines were exact. He wasn't like playing around on the mic. He wasn't wasting his bars like pretty much. Jay-Z wasn't wasting bars. Biggie wasn't wasting bars. I think they're way more polished. They're way more understanding of the quality that is needed to you know make something a everlasting song which is why if you go to your average club not not a club that's like you know just black people or not a club that's just white people a club that's a mix right of everybody you're gonna hear the crowd get hyped when you hear older songs like when you because these older songs were made with the intention of being longer lasting these days the, the youth are making songs that don't have that much of a shelf life, but they display a bunch of talent because guess what? The competition in, in music is as fierce and as competitive as it's ever been. So you can't sit there and waste your time trying to make something that you think is everlasting these days because you don't, it, it just doesn't work that way. Now, what makes me laugh is just kind of the older generation and how it works and how funny it is and how, you know, us in the older generation, I'm putting myself too in this category, is how we are incapable of looking in the mirror. This was us. That's the funny thing. In the 90s, 1997, 1998, people were like, look at Puff Daddy with his shiny suits. Puff Daddy is destroying the hip-hop game with this, 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 this person that's mixing all types of stuff Look at Master Pete. This isn't real rap. Rakim was. It's happening again, guys. Like, can't we notice it's happening? So, but what I will say is this. You know, because this happens in the NBA. This happens in the NFL. The NBA is not like it used to be. I remember in the 90s. It was so much tougher. Well, guess what? In, 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 in the world we live in, right? Right now. So many things have been enhanced. So many things have been, we we don't even notice it, how much the hip-hop community has been enhanced. It's gotten to the point where our expectations have become almost not fair. Like the baby, for example. How many times have people complained about the baby not switching up his flow? 
he's making good music. Like, the baby is actually fire. His lyrics are dope. You're complaining after he's only had one album or two about him not switching up his flows. You know why you're complaining? Because majority of the music you hear these days, like Drake, like like J. Cole, features amazing melodies, features a switch between different types of flows, switch melodic raps that are hella infectious, features all kinds of stuff. So when you hear somebody like the baby, which guess what? Uh, generation whatever that was before millennials. Guess what? The baby would have been a star in the 90s. Because guess there wasn't many people switching up their flows often. <laughs> like like you mentioned. There wasn't many people switching up their flows often. Like so nowadays you complaining about the baby because you're spoiled. So when we look at, you know, somebody like Lil Uzi Vert, right? I look at him. Lil Uzi Vert's ability to 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 morph If you really pay attention, Lil Uzi Vert from song to song morphs from a rock rapper to indie pop artist to a a rapper rapper to a boom bap rapper to like a trap rapper. Like he literally morphs so many different styles. And if you're somebody like myself, I like variety. I like variety. You you can have the best pizza shop on the globe, but I can't eat pizza every day. Like, I'd rather go to a place that has a whole bunch of stuff to offer where the menu's more vast. And I think that's what hip-hop is right now. So I would say hip-hop is in the best place it's ever been because it's so much more variety. It's so much more uh, uh, experimental, experiment going on, experimenting going on. It's so much more dynamicness. It's so much more you know, different topics, content. I think hip hop is, is, is in the best place it's ever been personally. I, I agree, man. But you know, look, you know, there are people out there like myself and probably like you who they like what they like. Like, you know what I like? Hey, I like Thai food a lot. Guess what? When I, when I order Thai, I get the same thing for the most part, like for the most part. Give me some pad CU with beef. You know, I might yeah. do drunken noodles here and there, but essentially them two dishes are very similar. I'm not really going out but of my variety. way. No, eh. Variety. That's variety. Would, no, no, no. Variety to me would be ordering pad thai, getting the fried rice one day, um, the next day getting uh, caprao chicken, the next day getting curry well, rice. Well, I thought that's what you said. That's what I do. No. That's what my fat ass does. No, what, no but what, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm saying is I do that some places, but what I'm saying in certain respects, some people like what they like. So when I translate that to music, some people only like the bars. Some people only like, you know, the methodical conscious rap. Right, they don't like when rappers are being experimental. The melody, the the uh, merging genres, the indie rock and merging punk rock with rap. And me personally, I like that in my music. Give me some switch up. That's why I like alternative R and B because it's a play on what traditionally uh, R and B artists are doing, and I think it just brings out the liveliness in the music. You you, you get what I'm saying? So. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of times what ends up happening with the older generation, just people who are not as open-minded, is they tend to value their wants and needs over the betterment of the genre, 
right? So they're selfish with it and saying, I like this. And that means that that's better when in reality, that may not actually be better for the genre. So when you say you think hip hop is, is better off, is better today than it, than it ever is, it's in the best place. I 100% agree because artists are being more experimental. They're pushing the music forward. They're, they're pushing the boundaries of what people traditionally know of what hip hop is. To me, those are all things that lend us to say that the genre is better and also that the artists themselves are better than, than, than they were before. And this is the last thing I'll say. When people say today's climate is, you know, fickle and that artists are not really making quality music and, and this, that, and the third, artists is, uh, music is not lasting as long as it used to be and this, that, and the third, ask yourself, is the fact that music is not, I guess I'll say has a long shelf life, is that a product of where we are today as a society, meaning the streaming era, or is it the music itself is not quality? Because I think it's a lazy excuse to be like, man, the music just sucks today. Like, and that's why this shit's not lasting. No, I think it's, I actually think it's the climate of today for the most part. Nothing lasts. I I, I don't care what type of music it is. Nothing is lasting. You can, you can put out a masterpiece today and in a month, it'll be gone. People will forget about it. That doesn't mean the music think, isn't quality. I think in our so, life... So I'm, I think de- in our, I'm debunking that whole argument. Like, I don't like when people use that to lead and say that the music is not quality because that's not facts. It's not. I think I think in our, our world... Because I, I said, like I said, back in the day, there was more intent on trying to make something that's long-lasting. I still believe that's not the intent of the artist today. I think their intent is more so I'm going to make a good record and I'm going to keep it coming. But um, long lasting doesn't mean quality, by the way. That doesn't mean that it's more quality than the other. It just means a longer shelf life in terms of, you know, something that I would say. It aging well. Like basically it would age as well. Age as well. Exactly. So and, and, you know, certain things age well more than others like for instance uh you know <laughs> to me i i i i can put thai food in the fridge and i can eat it for like two three days it ages well if i put freaking papa john's in the fridge i think the second day it, it'd be tasting horrible right like it bro, doesn't taste nowhere near as good bro imagine putting but, imagine putting a big mac in the refrigerator for you know what I'm it doesn't age well but let's but that doesn't mean that <laughs> when you first ate it it didn't taste fire. You get what I'm saying? Like, like it doesn't mean that it didn't taste good when I first started it. It's just that some can be in the fridge longer than others. Hey, I think well. we might but, both be hungry, man. Why we keep bringing up food? I think I'm starving. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think uh, the music industry, the expectation has become unrealistic in a lot of, not just music. Our expectations have just become, like, unreal these days. And so... I think because the expectations are so high, people have been forced to elevate their skill set and be more versatile as they've ever been and more experimental. And I think that's actually contributed to great music. But, Me too. Uh, let's yeah, move on. Yeah, let's move on, man. I think, um, you know, we're, we're already at the hour mark. Um, I know we have four topics, but let's end it off with this next one. I, I think I think this next one can be the last one. And, and then we'll, we'll, we'll end the show, man. Next topic... Should streaming be a priority for artists today in terms of the way they're promoting their music? 
You know, I really like the, by the way, I really like the way this episode is flowing. I just got to say that. Because, oh, me too. Me too. I mean, we talk about the evolution, right? It's almost like we're telling a story. We talk about the old school versus the new school. And look at, there's so many challenges that need, that these artists of today have to maneuver, right? Music not being the priority these days. A lot of them have to figure out creative ways to generate income. You know, what is a stream really worth? You know, India RE, allegedly this is the reason why she boycotted Spotify during that whole Joe Rogan mess, right? In the midst of everything. She's not the only one who feels that way, but it's like, bro, music is not really paying like that. Bro, I heard a stat. This is the craziest shit I ever heard in my life. I heard a stat that said, for every million streams you get, right, on a song, that's $4,500. Did you just hear what I said? For every stream you get on a song, it's four or $500. No, 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 no. For every one million streams. So essentially, mm-hmm. one million oh, oh, streams oh, got you, got is you, worth $4,500. So you do the math, guys, as far as if you're an artist out there, you may not even That's have it? A, you may not even have a million streams. Maybe you got ten thousand for you for the song you just dropped, bro. The money is thin. They not making bread off the streams. Okay, that's the point. So, with that being said, a lot of things have to happen if you want to make it as an artist. But Q, I want to toss this to you. What are some of the things you think that uh, that artists need to do outside of just obviously putting their music on streaming services in order to be successful? Well, first and foremost, so. I want to say something when we talk, because I think a lot of people are going to listen to this episode and be like, these are, these are weird people that don't like anything from back in the day. A lot of perspective I'm talking about is from a business perspective, right? Like from a, you know, from what I see perspective, I still, how many times have I came on this show and I said, yo, future's, last couple of songs have been bad <laughs> like itty bitty do, itty bitty. like i prefer jay-z every single time over future every single time i am a jay-z fan i am a lukewarm future fan he's okay to me but i see what i see like i see it like i see that future is a big influence and what he's done to the hip-hop game is there especially from a business standpoint right and then the other topic right we talk about this generation I grew up on 90s hip-hop. I grew up on 2000s hip-hop. I love that era of hip-hop music. That's what made me love hip-hop. You too, Uch. That's what made you love hip-hop. 90s hip-hop, 2000s hip-hop. But at the end of the day, from a business standpoint, the rappers and musicians of today have a little more to offer than what the older generations had to offer. It just is what it is. I like what I like, but I see what I see. In this situation... I hear what you're saying. Streaming only gets you, you know, what, $500 after a million. Uh, you know, you're at the you're at the mercy of, you know, uh, uh, companies like Spotify and Apple Music. I get it, yada, yada, yada. But from me, somebody from a business standpoint, you're not even going to be looked at if you're not on Spotify. You're not even going to be considered serious if you're not on a Spotify, Apple Music. How do I know? I own a music site. <laughs> I have a place where people submit music to me. If It's really hard for me to get excited about your product if you're not on Spotify. 
I can't add you to my playlist. So the money aspect is there, right? They don't make enough money from streaming, but it's it's almost like you need that for your resume. And I think a lot of times musicians look at their resumes and say, oh, I got heat. Well, if you can't particularly point out how your heat is being received or if you can't necessarily, you know, state you, you can't just give me a YouTube link or you can't go. I'm not going on your website. Spotify is a way to verify how. Uh, 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 what's the word I want to use? How real you are? How uh, uh, you're on mute? How there's a word I want to use? It, it legit. Really, really, I was how gonna, le- really, what I was saying was legitimized. It's a way for you legitimize to legitimize yourself. how serious you you are as a musician because you showed up on Spotify and Apple Music. So though it doesn't make you the money per se directly. It definitely is making you money from like a hockey assist. You're not getting direct money from Spotify, but there's so many companies that won't look at you unless you're on Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to say this. I want to jump in because, uh, you know, I. So again, shout out to Mimi, aka Music Junkies. You know, for throwing us the assist on this topic. You know, salute to you, um, dope writer. Uh, you know what I'm saying? She's a part of the squad. So yeah, y'all go check her out and and, and uh see what she got going on. But um I want to advance the combo, man, because you're you're totally right. You're totally right. If you're not on these platforms, it probably does more harm than good. But I think the meat of the question or discussion should be in addition to being on streaming services, what should artists be trying to do in order to generate revenue or increase their brand awareness or to just essentially be more than an artist who's simply on Spotify. And if you're not doing crazy streams, you may not be able to make a living off your, off your music. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, that's what this is about. And I also want to say, <laughs> we are not some dudes who's just out here talking. Like we interface with artists and, and, and artists on a regular basis. And like you said, Q, whether it's through ratings game, whether it's through this podcast. So if you're listening to us and you're an artist, dope. We appreciate y'all for, for being a part of this. If you're just somebody who's casually listening, yo, send this to somebody that you may know who's trying to do music. This shit may help, may help somebody. Um, so at the end of the day, there's other things that need to happen, right? Whether we're talking, you know, getting creative with things that you're selling. Do you have to sell merch, Right. You may be able to, you, you, like, I think one person who's doing it amazingly, let's say, is St. John, right? If you know anything about St. John, you know, it's debatable whether or not he will ever become the superstar that his talent, I would say, wor- uh, uh, warrants. But as he was building his own brand and persona, trying to become a more serious and serious artist in the game, he developed a clothing line called Christian Sex Club that is a whole brand alongside of what he has going on. He sells merch. I'm talking hoodies, every possible item of memorabilia you could possibly think of. I think that's a a great way to to basically establish your brand, get some type of disposable income, bring yourself up to a, you know a level where you could probably support yourself as a artist, as solely as an artist. Also vinyls. I know that's like an antique thing to do. Some people are not really into the vinyl game because I know I'm not a super vinyl 
uh, I'm not a vinyl head, but like I know a lot of people are into that. You know, if you're somebody who who crafts music at the level in which you think it's not a fly by night type situation, like in other words, kind of going back to what we were talking about, your music has longevity. It has the ability to last the test of time. You know, you're putting out music that should not be forgotten about in two weeks. Then maybe you want to become a vinyl artist and start offering that because chances are, if you believe that and your core artists or your core fans think that, there's somebody who's out there trying to, who might be trying to buy that from you, who might be looking at the album you just dropped as an antique or something that should be preserved over time, right? There's, there's different things that you can sell. There's different opportunities that you could probably get into, whether we're talking brand deals, licensing your music. There's a lot of stuff you can get into. But I think that what a lot of artists make the mistake of is just assume that because their music is on Spotify or on Apple Music or on YouTube, they've made it. Like, damn, yo, I'm I'm here. I've done everything I can do, guys. Go stream my music. Bro, first off, there's a good chance nobody's streaming it. That's number one. And then number two, how do you retain people? You got to be offering them other things, right, Q? Yeah, it's a resume builder, but it, it doesn't mean that it's the end-all, be-all. Like, you put it on there and it's it's that's it. You're good to go. You have to do the work. Because I say this all the time. Like, you want... You want the people to fall in love with you. Like, and how you get them to fall in love with you varies. Like, another way that we, another, I think, very lucrative uh, a way of, uh, is to, to do shows, right? You negotiate with people. Hey, I can come to your, I've seen artists pop up at Potbellies. Potbellies always offers people a, a chance to perform, right? And so, do stuff like that, connect with clubs, bars. I can do some live shows. I can do some covers. And that's another thing, covers, especially if you're a singer. Go out there, do covers. Do a, do a cover of, you know, Taylor Swift's new song. Do a cover of Usher's new song, whatever. Put it on YouTube. YouTube probably pays more consistently than Spotify and all these other people pay. If you can get the people to fall in love with your voice, because – I think the the big thing that artists do a lot of times is they will send you a song and they assume that we are going to fall in love with who you are automatically. But in reality, the way it works is we might fall in love with one aspect of you at a time. So at, for instance, I'll give you a good example. Uh, like somebody like a, uh, 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 Doja cat, right? I didn't fall in love with Doja Cat like the first time I heard a song by her. I said she has talent. I said I love her voice first. Then the more and more I heard her voice, I was like, okay, um, I really love her voice. Then I was like, yo, I, I love how she can switch between rapping and singing. Now I like her voice and I like her rapping and singing. Then I'm like, wow, I like the topics that she covers. All right, I now fall in love with the whole person that's Doja Cat. That can take a year or two. That takes her hustling. That takes her working. And so I think so many people think, okay, here's my whole package. Here's who I am. Fall in love with me. Either you love me or you're not. Nah, sometimes you got to do little things like covers, right? Like kudos to your, to our guy, uh, uh, kid, uh, the kid, uh, uh, kid Travis. Kid Travis is has blown up on YouTube because he, he does a lot of covers. And you fall in love with his voice immediately and that makes you want to check out his his original content. I see him 
have doing big things really, really soon because he got people to love him for his voice. You know, so, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it's not the end all be all for, for artists. You know, you just got to be a little patient and just understand, like, you know, there's several different avenues that you can make somebody fall in love with you. One hundred percent. So two things I got to say and then, you know, maybe we can wrap up, man. I think it's been a dope show. Honestly, I really enjoyed this. Number one, guys, artists, please stop sending links to people without any explanation <laughs> stop telling me don't don't send me a link and say hey check this out i would really love to know really love to know what you think what why would i click on it? i don't know if i don't know who you are i don't know you the type of music you make why am i going out of my way to click on the on the link right that, i think that's just a bad strategy to get people to try to listen to your music if anything if you're going to send somebody a link Tell them why they should listen. Tell them what value your song brings to the table, right? If you're making a song that's sad and it's about going through mental health, maybe your maybe your text should be, yo, listen, I made this song for, for anybody that's out there going through da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, I really think that, um, you know, if you're somebody or you know anybody that might be going through something, this song could help. To me, that type of introduction might intrigue me to actually hit play. As opposed to just sending a link. That's number one. Number two, going back to the shows you were talking about, bro, how many times have you and I been going out in DC? We be on U Street, we see somebody performing on the street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bro, that has got to be one of the most genius things to do is to just pull up in a, in a crowded area and just start mm-hmm. showing who you are and, be, and perform your talent. If you are really that person, if you are really him, as the kids like to say these days, if you are really him, people are going to notice and they're going to be like, damn, I need to know who this person is. Yeah, That's yeah, easy yeah. way to get and, people and, and really rocking with you. That's supporting easy you. way to support. That's, there you that's go. Easy. You, I think so many people think that I got to get like 10,000 people at a time. Nah, like sometimes it starts with one. Then it starts, then two, then three, then a couple. You think. What we did, we started out like Illinois Wise Guys started out with a hundred thousand. I mean, I didn't, I didn't send this to no high school, college friends. <laughs> like, this is something that you know, each one by one, like you know, you just keep growing and you just keep, you know, hoping that you know it can keep continuing to grow one by one, one by one, one by one, and then you'll get to to where you need to get to. But I will say a funny story about the submission stuff. So there was one time I was looking in the message box. And there was some rapper that sent me something. And he sent me a video, audio message. Yeah. And he said, yo, bruh, you about to get this work, bruh. Like, I'm tired. I'm making this a no-fly zone. From now on, New York is a no-fly zone for you. I swear. This is audio message. He said, you going to get this work. Then he started playing his music from his... uh. <laughs> Uh, from his uh, his uh, his radio player in his car. He's like, yeah, you hear this? Yeah, it's a no-fly zone. So uh, I got a no-fly zone in New York. Long story short, uh, I mean, uh, hey, listen, I was the song was the song good or not? What do you think? 
I don't know, man. He might, <laughs> dude may have been right. You never know, man. You never know. That shit might have been a banger. It might, hey, you know, you never know, man. Like, I, 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 listen, I have clicked on random links before and some of the songs have been really damn no, good. Sometimes it's good. Yeah, it's so good. like, I'm it's not, good. to me, that doesn't really say it's bad. It's just more so yeah, like. No, it was, it was, uh, it was, I think it was pretty good. Uh, it, yeah. Guess what? It caught my attention. So that was something unique. There it you go. I was like, I was shook. I was like, yo, wait, <laughs> who, who got beef with me? <laughs> no fly zone. That's the. Have you ever been told there's a no fly zone for you? Not in my face. <laughs> Hell nah. Nobody's ever said that to me. Nah, nah. There's no fly zone. I was like, yo, are you kidding me? I like the bagels in New York. Yeah, man. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, listen. Here's the last thing I'll say. I swear, this is the last thing I'll say. Like, I want to reiterate, we're not experts in this, right? Like. We we're doing our thing. We're trying to we're trying to build our brands. We're doing everything that we're basically telling you guys you should probably do if you're an artist out there. So listen, each one teach one. If we learn something, we think it might help y'all. Boom, we giving y'all our perspective. But hey, at the end of the day, do your thing, man. If you're being effective at it, keep doing it. You know. But the point is, don't just think that your song being on streaming service is going to warrant you becoming the next it there's a whole lot of other stuff you got to really tap into and uh yeah man hopefully hopefully this conversation conversation helps at least one person to be honest with you bro if we can actually help one person it will i consider that a w yeah at least they just hear it you know and internalize it you know there you go all right bro uh i know we said we're gonna do ill and also advise but yeah i don't really feel like it we're at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> yo, man. Hey, executive call. It's like, nah. Yes. Yo, I think we've reached the end of the show. I hope you guys stayed and, and, and really uh, enjoyed the content if you made it this far. Uh, if you haven't already done so, make sure you hit that like button. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Wherever you are listening to this, share this with anyone that you know who you think this will entertain or help. And as always... If you are giving advice, make sure it is ill. I don't know why I just did that little countdown. It didn't make any sense. Yes, sir.